Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. Welcome to this week's episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast. Super exciting leader joining us today. Katie McPhee spent 18 years in tech and biotech, eventually working her way all the way up to EVP of sales. Along the way, she sold a ton of different products to different markets, took brand new technologies, built commercial organizations from scratch, and even scaled a hyper growth team to achieve nine digits. There's a couple commas along the way in there over two years. But despite the success, she struggled with this transition from manager to director, director to VP, and continued to have what I think a lot of us are talking about is some imposter syndrome around, you know, am I even cut out for this? But then she finally figured it out. And she talks about this in her bio and her profile. She's like, a light went on and I had the confidence, knowledge, and skills that I needed to be an impactful leader. And now she's actually transitioned these skills to say, how can I focus on helping mainly women? really break through sales, break through these challenges that so many of them have had when they weren't even really invited into sales. And now as they're starting to think about how can they continue to elevate their ability to lead. I I love the three words that she talks about that she lives by, courage, conscience, and optimism. And now she's spending her time in this passion, helping more women grow in their leadership roles uh, as a coach. Uh, She's coaching with her own business called Insight to Action and helping women grow in their sales career and their leadership journeys so we can continue to have more incredible women in sales. So Katie, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we're excited to have you here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So the thing that I always love to hear about from folks is, can you talk to me about an experience that you had uh, along the way that was really impactful, but impacted how you lead and how you show up in sales uh, or as a leader? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. Um, there's obviously there's been so many things that have happened along the way. Um, I think like a lot of people, my, my journey wasn't linear. It wasn't just up to the right. It was kind of all over the place. Um, but I would say one of the big things was when I was, I was a director of sales at a biotech company and I got stuck there for five years, really trying to figure out why I wasn't able to move to that next stage of my career. And I I asked my boss, like repeatedly, our CEO, what do I need to do to become a VP? Like I was looking for a tangible path. And I always got the same answer, which was, I'll know when you get there. And so this, this, like I spent a lot of years thinking about this and eventually I did get there, right? Eventually I, I, I moved to the SaaS phase. I became a VP, I became an EVP. Um, but this like had like a major like impact on me and even on what I do now in terms of helping other people get through that. And so that, that was really important for me in terms of figuring out how I want to lead other people. Like how can I develop individuals to give them a tangible path to get to that next level? Or oftentimes, if you aren't able to do that, it's because you don't necessarily realize yourself, right? This was like a like kind of light went on there for me where I realized, you know, I, I was um, also overseeing marketing at that time. And I'm not a marketer. I'm a salesperson. And I realized I can tell people when something's wrong, but I don't know how to tell them how to make it right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I know it's good. 
But if it's bad, I don't know how to say these are the three steps to make it good. And so this is a bit of an epiphany I had where if I, yeah, I realize if I'm leading and I'm unable to give that to someone, I'm going to advocate that they get it somewhere else. I'm going to bring in a coach or I'm going to pair them up with a mentor who's like in, you know, who's actually able to provide that, that leadership for them. So I, I think that was a big one that I learned. That's really, really interesting because uh, especially in sales, it's so many folks move through the path of career growth through, oh, I was a top individual contributor because I did the thing really well, but I didn't ever have to give feedback. I didn't have to evaluate other people's skills or realize other people have different styles than me and how they may approach it. And one of the cool parts about sales is there's not necessarily one right way to do everything for all of us. It's about kind of creating that own ecosystem. And then you actually are taking me to a question I wanted to ask that I thought would come a little bit later, but you talk about giving feedback in some of the content that I've been following from you. And especially, you know, from like leadership standpoint as a male to a female, I think you have some interesting tips. What have you learned about delivering really effective feedback and how can, you know, men or anybody really in sales deliver more effective feedback when we are working with, you know, female colleagues or other folks like that? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. I, I did, I posted recently, about feedback on on LinkedIn. And it was really just an observation I had made. And it kind of blew up a little bit. Like there was a lot of a lot of interaction in this. Mostly positive. <laughs> yeah, there's always um, going to be some of the haters in there, but you know. Uh, and it, it was interesting because I did notice this as a as a leader. Um, I'm I'm a pretty direct person. I I like I'm I'm high on the empathy scale, but I also am generally pretty direct in terms of the way I communicate. And I noticed that a lot of the women I gave feedback to did not handle it well. Like they, they really took it personally and, and um, they kind of fell apart, right? Like, you know, they'd be crying in my office or whatever. And, uh, and I was like, wow, this is, this is an observation I should dig into a little. (laughs) And, uh, and I I thought about this a lot and I, I do think it has a lot to do with the way we're conditioned as women, where we're conditioned to like put up our hand and sit nicely and follow rules. And a lot of women, and this is like, this is a generalization, not everyone, absolutely, but lots of women do grow up um, with this sort of feeling that we we tie a lot of our self-worth or our personal success to these, um, this positive reinforcement that we get for being good. Mm. And so when we receive constructive feedback, it just it triggers that like, oh, okay, no, like I'm in trouble or I'm bad or I'm going to get fired. Like, you know, a lot of women that I've, that I coach now and that I've led in the past have really struggled with this idea of being able to accept constructive feedback and acknowledge that it doesn't mean they're not great at their job. Like, you're still great. You're still amazing. This is going to help you get better. So, um, yeah, there's there's some bigger things as society I think we need to do. But if you're just like if you're someone who's managing men or women, really, actually, I think that the, a lot of these this feedback, um, this feedback, actually, great word uh, applies to both sexes because we all want to feel valued and we all want to feel like we're in a safe space. Right. So to me, like a big a big element of this is safe psychological space and creating a team environment where there's that sort of base layer of trust Mm -hmm. and you know that your manager has your best interest at heart, right? Um, Some other like more 
tangible things are um, asking permission to give feedback. So creating a culture where you're saying like, hey, do you mind if I give you some feedback on that? And if someone says, yeah, I'd love some, now you're positioned to deliver that feedback in a in an environment where it's expected. Um, along those same lines, you can set up that type of culture in your team where maybe, you know, every second Thursday we're meeting and that's what we're doing. You know, we're going through calls and we're giving feedback. And again, like it goes back to creating a space where you've been upfront about the fact that this is going to be one of the things that we do. And the goal is to help you get better. Right. So I'm not, I'm not talking about, um, you know, if, if I give you some constructive feedback on a call, this is not on your performance evaluation report. You're not getting fired next week. You're not on a PIP, right? It just means I want to help you be great. And so feedback is a way that I can do that. So it, it, it is like, it's one of those things that doesn't happen overnight. It's like anything. It's like the, you know, I'm a big fan of the book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team and being able to have that sort of like healthy debate. But if you recall, like uh, the key element is that base layer of trust. And so I think that starting there is always like your best bet. I think there's, there's so much power in that. And that simple question of just like, are you open to feedback? Can I share some feedback with you? Opens the door that yet I find so many people. And I, I would bet men fall into the category of like, we're just going to like run through the wall and like, here it is before we actually open the door for a conversation. And it doesn't have to be a debate, but it's at least a conversation that says, okay, great. Here's, you know, some constructive feedback because I'm here to try and help you be your best, you know, and not run into these walls of defensiveness or some of these kind of conditioned um, operating mental operating system that we have around like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Therefore, All this cascade of other things start start to come in for us that are usually not very helpful (laughs) and not helpful thoughts that that we let run in this mental, mental pattern for us. It's thanks to help from listeners like you. This podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend and leave us a five star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks.